business owner, you know, welfare, business owner, welfare, right? Th those are the two things I knew about life, right? And I was like, all right, well, I want to be a business owner. This is Stay Paid, the marketing podcast that gives listeners a competitive edge to stay motivated, find inspiration, and discover proven real-world tactics from some of the best marketers across the nation. Welcome to another episode of Stay Paid. I'm Joshua Stike along with Luke Akery. Before we bring on our guest today, we'd love it if you take a minute to subscribe to Stay Paid on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify. If you're not already subscribed and while you're there, drop us a review. We will read it here on the show. Our guest today is David Price. David is the CEO and founder of The Price Group, one of the fastest growing agencies in the insurance industry. Entering insurance less than five years ago, David became the fastest millionaire in the final expense life insurance industry depositing over a million dollars in his bank account within 36 months Ooh. of being in uh, of getting his license and then making over a million in his fourth full year as a licensed agent. He's created a simple and effective system that has enabled many people to achieve multi six figure incomes from the comfort of their own homes. David, welcome to stay paid. Thanks for being here. Thank you, man. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks for asking me. And man, man, that sounds really good. I think that's the first time I heard someone actually read that. So that, that sounded really good. Thank you. <laughs> Josh does have the best intro in the game, the radio man, voice. great. <laughs> you could take that little snippet and start putting it on your website and social and stuff. <laughs> have the, as you go up on stage, that's what can be read. Super excited to have you on the show. We got introduced to you through David Denning. So David and Al, we had on the show. They're amazing. Uh, everyone go check out that episode if you haven't already. But they referred us and said, you have to have David Price on your podcast. Yeah. And they said your story and just um, your talent and what you've done is just phenomenal. And I think they had said they had gotten to know you and interviewed you, I think, at some point. And so we were like, all right, let's do it. So we reached out to you. So I'm super appreciative of you coming on. Would love to start just with you sharing your background of, you know, what even got you into insurance and the journey um, that you've been on. I know you said you had grown up super poor. So we'd love to start just hearing kind of your background and what led you into the insurance industry. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, first off, David and Elle are, are amazing. So definitely grateful to, to meet with them and a lot of connections I made through them are just just great, man. Um, so so thanks for having me on again. And thank you, David and Elle, if you're watching, man. Appreciate you guys um, always putting good people in front of me. Uh, but yeah, so get my insurance license. You know, I, I didn't grow up and say, hey, one day I want to sell insurance. And I don't think anyone in this industry does. But, um, you know, talk a little bit about my background. I, I grew up with... Um, Two parents, um, they're divorced before I can remember. They struggle with drug addiction, uh, lived in homeless shelters, hotels, been kicked out of hotels, uh, you know, just really didn't have a lot growing up. Things got better as we got older, but, you know, better to me was living in high school in a one bedroom house with my mom, my, my sister, and my, myself, you know, where I was actually staying in an unfinished attic in new jersey right and if you know anything about staying in a in an unfinished attic in new jersey it, it gets cold you can actually see your breath in, in the winter mm. i actually had to use a heating blanket um you know and, and all those things i used to look at those things like they they uh you know my friends had boats and lived on the water and you know mm. and, and to me they're rich rich you know because they had food in the refrigerator and stuff like that and you know i always had what i needed right i, I didn't have all the things i wanted and i don't think anyone does but the thing is like i said earlier is i always looked at it it was like stuff like happened to me like why me why me why me and now like those things happen for me and those things gave me the ability to relate with other people it gave me you know fortitude and and 
you know, there, there's not much adversity. I'm not like, all right, well, I guess I have to go with this, through this again. Right. You know, and it, it really helped me. So the one thing is, like I said, I, I remember like I was living in the projects in, uh, in New Jersey at this time. And my grandfather, he was a business owner. And I went over to his house and he had a, like a three bedroom condo. He just got it brand new. He spent like $80,000 I have a professional interior decorator do it. The furniture was like custom made and it was just beautiful. Wow. And, you know, I would go there and he would have breakfast and lunch and dinner and it was all cooked. And, and it was just, it was just amazing experience. And it wasn't something I was used to. And what I equated that was business owner you know, welfare, business owner, welfare, right? Th those are the two things I knew about life, right? And I was like, all right, well, I want to be a business owner. And I thought, you know, if you're a business owner, you're successful. Obviously, that that's not true either, right? There's a lot of business owners that, that aren't having success. But so I was always looking to be a business owner. And I own a landscape business, uh, I own a construction company. I've done a lot of different things. I worked as a plumber, electrician. I, I've always worked, I always worked a lot. And I always was trying to find the next thing. And, you know, through that process, I, I had some ups, I had some downs, and then I also battled with a drug addiction myself. Mm -hmm. And I, I was always a hard worker. I was always, you know, even though I had my drug addiction, I always, you know, show up to work and work really hard and, and went above and beyond. So because of it, I was able to use drugs for a really, really long time without like hitting a rock bomb or, or anything happened, but drugs always win eventually. And, and they won for me too. And I was in, uh, I think my early thirties and man, I found myself homeless and I found my house homeless. I was staying at my friend's house in New Jersey where he actually abandoned it because he stopped paying the bills. And, wow. and, and I was, we had no, no power. It was New Jersey. Um, he had gas still. So I was like boiling hot water to try to heat the place up. And, um, it was fogging all the windows. It was the craziest thing, right? Cause I got steam all inside this apartment and uh, long story short, I, um, decided it was time to make a change. And I went to Louisiana from New Jersey and I was just looking to start over and I didn't know what that looked like. I just knew I had to do something different. I didn't know what different was. I uh, went to Louisiana and I finally got, got clean. And my first job I took clean and, you know, my, my last job was like $70,000 a year salary, um, you know, full benefits, 401k, car allowance, all that. And my first job I took clean was washing toilets and mopping floors for seven twenty five an hour. And that was minimum wage at the time. And I've never worked minimum wage since I was a teenager, right? I've always did really well, but I wanted to work offshore because I heard you could make a really good living working, working offshore in Louisiana. And my thought process is like, I just need to get out there. You give me a job to get out there. I'll meet some people. I'll work hard. I'll show you who I am. I'll get to the right company. I just need to get out there and meet the people. So I, I didn't care. So I was out there. I was washing dishes, cleaning toilets, and end up getting into safety, moving up. Then the oil field collapsed. When the oil field collapsed, um, I started, I got a job repoing cars. Never repoed cars before, but at the time that was the most money I've ever made. It was uh, getting 40% when I made the, the company I worked for. So it was almost like being a business owner. It was my first full commission job. Completely scared to take it asked a thousand thousand questions about it. And it's funny because I get all those questions now, of course, when I, when I bring on new insurance agents and, uh, like I said, did really, really well. Then Louisiana had a, had a giant flood over 200,000 houses got flooded. And I'm pulling these neighborhoods looking for cars and all the houses are gutted. Mm. 
Mm. And I'm like, man, this, this is tough. I was like, I'm not gonna be able to find any cars. I was like, but these houses need to be rebuilt. So I parked my tow truck and I started knocking on doors and doing estimates for, for houses to get rebuilt. Wow. Jeez. Uh, and, and from there I, um, started a construction company. I was on pace to, uh, so I had to bring a friend on because I really didn't know how to do estimates and stuff, but I knew I could get the work done. And I had a friend come down and, and do the work. Once I found the work, right. I was just, you know, there's a problem, right. There's a problem that needed to be solved. And, and that's what I was there for. And my friend ended up getting addicted to drugs and, um, all our employees got addicted. So now oh I'm in a business. We, what's that? I said, Oh my goodness, man. Yes. It was horrible. Right. So they're paying for my truck, my apartment, you know, where business is booming. We are at like $800,000 of invoice within eight months. So I'm about to be a million dollar business my first year. And all I knew to do was walk away. So I like literally just walked away. Didn't know what I was going to do. Ended up basically homeless at the point, right? Because I'm walking away from the company apartment. Um, ended up landing another job and go to Puerto Rico do an emergency power restoration. And at that time I was looking to get my insurance license because I was looking to build a business that would let me do what I want, where I want, how, how I want. Um, and got my insurance license in May of 2018. I was living in Louisiana. One of the prerequisites is I wanted to get back by the beach. I grew up by the beach in Louisiana. So I wanted a business that would let me be wherever I want. So I got my license in May. I moved to Florida in July. And um, man, I mean, the first six months were tough. I made $30,000 on my first 1099, the first the first six months. I actually, uh, for three weeks after Hurricane Michael did some disaster work, I, and it took three weeks to do that. I made 30 grand doing that in three weeks, and which was a lot less work than, than the work I was doing with insurance. And, um, you know, almost quit, almost quit. The next full year, I deposited over 200,000. The next full year, over 500,000. The next full year over 700 and then my fourth full year uh over one million dollars this is my fifth year i'm on pace to double that unbelievable and uh like i said i easily easily could have could have quit um but that's a big short the short long story of of how i got my insurance license um but but yeah it's been an amazing journey helped a ton of people along the way and and super excited for the future because at the end of the day i'm still a baby in this industry A podcast is an incredibly easy, effective, and inexpensive way to have your prospects view you as an authority. And when your prospects view you as an authority, they're in the proper mindset to buy from you. Get everything you need to start your own podcast with our free ebook, Small Business Podcasting, The Ultimate Starter's Guide. A smartphone, some headphones, and an app is all you need to begin. Go to ReminderMedia.com slash podcasting and download this free resource today. That's ReminderMedia.com slash podcasting. Take action on this today. Yeah, five years in and you're on pace to double even the million dollars last year. That is just unreal, man. So many, uh, I call them golden nuggets, but so many things like, and I'm listening to your story, like your willingness to one, just after you got clean, just put yourself out there and do whatever job came your way because you believed it would put you in the presence of opportunity to meet people. I think that is such an incredible trait in life that most people don't, they don't ever do. They don't take action like our sign behind us. They don't just put their stuff out there because they don't want to clean the toilets, right? Or mop the floors. But that one decision then moves you down the road. The other thing is your willingness to walk away, to change Mm -hmm. the environment. And I go like, 
when you look at your life, if you're not happy with where your life is, you got to look at the environment, right? And the maybe corny analogy is you can put a you know plant in the desert and it dies, but you can put that same plant in good soil and it thrives, right? And it's about the environment that it's in. And it's like your willingness to walk away from an $800,000 construction business because you didn't want to be in that environment with the, the people who were getting addicted to drugs again and giving it all up. You're, I feel like he's a, a master at restarting. Like you are <laughs> incredible. Now let's knock on wood. Hopefully you never have to restart again, but a master at restarting. Can you give us some thoughts on like when you talk about this six figure, like you can take people, insurance agents to six figures, right? This system that you have, what is it that you teach them first in mindset when approaching the business? Because that's really what you realized you had to get right first. Yeah. So, you know, you talk about starting over and that's a really good point that, you know, I, I guess when you come from not much, right, it's easy to start over because you, you've been there, right? It's, it's not like I, I started on the top and then I, I have to see what happens. But the, I think the me losing everything gave me the ability to learn. And when I got into the insurance industry, what I did different this time in my life, not every time in my life, is I showed up as a student. And even when I thought I knew something, I just pretended I didn't. Like my first year, I just wanted knowledge. And I learned that when you're talking, you're telling people what you know. When you're listening, you're actually learning something new. And I really practiced that. So my agents that are six-figure earners or multi-six-figure earners that started with me, same thing, you know, with almost nothing, you know, never made 20, 30,000 a year and, and stuff like that. They came to me as students. You know, they came to me. The first thing is like building the trust because everyone's skeptical. No one trusts anyone. Right. And, you know, you can't help anyone if you don't trust if they don't trust you. So I'm real big on honesty and transparency. Um, and, and that's why I'm so transparent, because the more I can get you to trust me, the more coachable you'll be, the more coachable you'll, you are, then the more I can help you. Right. Because if I tell you all these great things, you don't do them or you don't do them consistently or you do them, but they don't work right away. So you stop doing them. I can't help you at all. So the biggest thing is really building the trust with the agent and getting getting them to be coachable and letting them realize like their best they can thinking got them where they are. So typically if someone comes work with me or, or anyone goes from one job to another job, they did that because there was something they weren't happy about where they want to make more money. And, you know, if you knew how to make $50,000 a year, like that's it. Your best thinking taught you how to make $50,000 a year. If you want to make $500,000 a year, you need to seek new information. You need to talk to new people, right? And you you need to do different things and different habits, right? You know, you talk about, you know, the willingness to, to wash dishes and clean toilets that other people didn't want to do it. I didn't want to do it either but it was the willingness to do whatever it took to get to the next step. And that's the difference. People look at success and they think it's this like big magic thing that happens. And it's no, it's these little habits that no one else wants to do, but you decided to do them over enough long enough period of time to start seeing results from it. That's so good. I've heard it said before. It's like success is doing what you don't want to do consistently at the highest level. And that's if it. you, if you do that, what you don't want to do consistently at the highest level, you will win ultimately in the end. It's crazy. It. Um, so then if you think about like, okay, new insurance agent comes to you, new business owner wants to, to hit the ground running, right? They have to come as a student. They have to come with that willingness to do whatever it takes. What strategies are you seeing work um, in the insurance space from a, um, like, how are you getting a million dollars in a, in a year? Like how, whether it's a marketing strategy or how you're approaching your sales process, what is making that happen for you from a system standpoint? 
Yeah. So, I mean, marketing is real big. I, I just brought on a, a new marketer. Um, you know, everything is lead driven. So if you look at the, my history of, of what I've done and where I've had success in my life, right? So I repoed cars. The reason I was repoing cars is the company I was working with was getting more work than their current repo staff could handle, right? When you're paid commission, that's a great place to be. They were giving me 20, 30, 40, 50 cars a week. Sometimes I had stacks and stacks wow. of cars. Like I would never find every car that there was to find. So someone that's a workhorse and you're paid commission, you have ability to make a ton of money, right? The reason I did hurricane work is because all the houses were flooded. The local communities couldn't get these houses rebuilt, right? There wasn't enough. So it was a good place to be in. And when I got my insurance license, I wasn't, I was looking for different business opportunities and I was looking at different franchises, something that had a working system. And one of my friends said, a mutual friend of ours was doing really well with insurance. I had two questions for him. How do you find your people? And will you mentor me? Mm. You know, and I knew he was successful. He was an RVP in the company. Um, he was a multi six figure earner at the time, millionaire now. And I needed to find out how, how, how are we finding these people? Cause I'm, I'm not a marketer. Right. And a lot of times people say, Oh, I don't like selling. It's like, no, it's not that you don't like selling. You probably don't like prospecting. Right. Cause a lot of times people are trying to be marketers and they're also trying to be salespeople. Like my advice to all of them is like, no, you can, if you want to be a salesperson, you be a salesperson and find a really good marketer or hire a good marketer. Like I can't shortcut the experience that's a, a marketer has, right? You know, they, they're working on this every single day. They're doing the masterminds, they're doing the courses. Like I, I can't beat that. I can't shortcut point. that, right? So I want to find someone who's good at that. So um, we're very heavy lead driven. We run national TV commercials. So people are calling our TV commercials. We get live transfer to the agents. We do Facebook ads. We do website um, quote requests. We do, um, you know, multiple different lead sources, right? So everything's lead driven. So probably get out, I think maybe I mean, we got thousands of leads a month, right? To wow. our agent. So, so the, the million dollars of income, just so we're clear, that's passive income. Uh, that that's all my agents work, right? You wow. know, so I started as an agent, I wrote to about a year at a, at a year, my agency got big enough to where I didn't have time to write anymore. Like my job is to mentor and help my agents and really help them level up to get to where I'm at. How you know, big is we, your downline? I have a few hundred writing agents every month. Wow. Okay. Yeah, so, so you're really mentoring, coaching, recruiting today is really where your your focus is. Yeah. So now a big part of my market is recruiting. So uh, I probably I bring on just about 50 agents a week now. Um, so that's where a lot of my marketing. Did you just is say now. 50, you said 50 agents a week? Yes. 50 agents <laughs> a week. OK, what do you look for in, a, in an agent? I'm super curious on that. Like what makes a good sales agent? You know, that, that's a great question. So the thing is what I've learned, and again, this is experience. I realize I literally hired thousands of agents at this point. And what I learned is you can't judge the person beforehand. Right. So like I could see you, you could give me a resume, you could talk real well. You could tell me about all your accomplishments, but the one thing I can't ever measure is your heart. Yeah right? Is your grit. Because what I've learned with my system, if you have heart and you have grit and you're coachable and you have a positive attitude, you will succeed. The problem is a lot of people talk and as soon as things get hard, they look for the next thing. And so because of that, I give everyone a chance 
because I've had people were that were friends of mine that came up to me that wanted to work with me. I'm like, dude, there's no way this person is going to be successful. This person doesn't, he doesn't, you know, he's not smooth. He don't have that gold tongue. You know, he don't deal with issues well. And they proved me wrong because they're coachable. They had a positive attitude and they had grit. And, mm-hmm. you know, so, so I can't ever judge that. So what I do is I give everyone an opportunity and I, I let them prove whether they could do it or whether they can't, you know, everyone's a contractor, they're 1099. They work as much as little as they want or as much as they want. And the, the ones that, that really take advantage will become millionaires. And the ones that don't will drift away, drift away and go to the next six, seven things or whatever. Who knows, who knows it's what so happen, interesting because we're in you know a different industry, but tied to the industry. Right? We're a marketing company, and we are hiring between eight and sixteen salespeople a month right now. Is kind of what we're doing. That's awesome. And what's interesting though is like when I think about what we look for, I go the number one thing that I need to find out is the person's motivation. You called it heart, but it, like I call it, do they have the hunger? As Les Brown says, and I yeah. tell people it's the hardest thing to vet out. Like it is almost impossible. Like it's so hard to vet out whether this person will be able to get through the grind or have the why that wakes them up in the morning. And then the other thing we look for is like this energy. And I don't, a lot of people, when they hear me say energy, they think about like a volume of how loud you are or boisterous or whatever animation, but that's not what I mean. I mean that, that positivity that this person's going somewhere. This person wants to be somebody, this person, person makes you when they walk into a room you just feel uplifted you want to be around this person because they make you better and it's like i look for that type of energy so it's just funny how it's like different industry but you're looking for the exact same thing because i think people who succeed that's what they embody they embody that type of atmosphere and of course you know you want sales skills and you want communication skills you want all these things but those two things man if they have the energy and the motivation they can make it it doesn't matter how good they talk. They can make it. So I love that. What's the hardest thing about keeping people motivated, right? As a, as a leader, what's the hardest thing about keeping people motivated? You, you let them see their future. You know, it's like, like I said, even myself, like think about this. Like, I mean, I literally, I was looking at other companies, Hurricane Michael happened. I went there for three weeks to make 30 K and then all my contractor friends were calling me up like, Hey, we going to work. Like there's a ton of work to do. And I was like, man, I can make so much money here. I'm already on ground. I'm here before anyone else. Um, I already got a lot of the logist- logistics lined up, which is the hardest part about uh, storm work. And I was really, really thinking about quitting. And I got real honest with myself, luckily. And I was just like, man, if I quit, I can't really say I started because it was only six months in. It'd be like, hey, I want to learn Spanish, but I quit after six months. You can't really say you tried to learn Spanish, you know, do it for six years and then tell me you can't <laughs> do it. Right. Not not six months. And, and I was luckily. Right. I was, uh, you know, because if I was earlier in my early 20s, my my, uh, my ego probably wouldn't have helped me with that. And but just just realizing like I didn't even start. So the biggest thing is when when agents are struggling is letting them know, like, you know, you got to be patient. This is something new. It, it's so crazy because we grew up in a society where it's normal to get out of high school and go to college for four years. Right. To, to get a degree, to hopefully get a job. And if you could really look at any industry like that. Right. Like, dude, this is it's your four years. Like you give me four years, like you'll be a millionaire. That's a great point. Right. You know what I mean? But they want six months, eight months. It's like, dude. And then I'll talk to people like, hold on. Do you have any college? Like, yeah, I got two degrees. How long did it take you? Six years. How much money do you spend? 80 grand. Okay. And I can't get you to follow our system for a week. What sense nah, does that make? Yeah, man. Wow. Right. 
You you went to school. You paid to go to school for six six years for something you don't even know what was going to happen afterwards. And I can't have you follow my system for a week. And I have proven track record of people having a ton of ton of success after a year. So it's just really trying to get them to relate and get them to understand like how far off their thinking is because that's what it comes down to. Like you you know most people, right, including myself, you know, our, our thing is just so warped and our mm. thought process of what things are supposed to look like and what they actually look like are, ju- are just so different, you know, and it's just got to help them with that. Yeah, so good. I've never actually heard it explained that way, but it is so true. I'm going to start telling that to our sales team. I'm going to tell my brother too. He has, he's building out this real estate business. He has like 16 agents on his team and his big struggle is, trying to get them to understand the opportunity that it, you know, it's there, but it doesn't come today. And that is such a good way to explain it. Yeah. It's just yeah. like the investment you've made. Well, it's the story of the the daughter who said to her mother, she didn't want to go to like med school because it takes eight years. And she's like, I'll be 30 by the time I'm a doctor. And the uh, mother's like, you're going to be 30 anyway. You might as well be a doctor. Yeah, so yeah. <laughs> it's going to yeah, be four years like later that. at some point. You might as well be a millionaire when you get there. <laughs> David, yes. would love to ask you, because um, we ask a lot of people to come on the show, and obviously you have an amazing story. Knowing what you know now, going through everything that you've been through, being successful now, what would you go back and tell that kid living in that New Jersey attic in high school? <laughs> be patient. I mean, the, the one thing I, I definitely do regret is we're, we're, I'm a lot different now is I really seize time now, you know, again, like I said, I mean, I, I passively make over a hundred thousand dollars a month, right. Wow. In my sleep, doesn't matter what I do. I'm not going to, I could take off the next six months. So the money thing is, is gone basically. I mean, obviously I could have more, right. And I'm not Jeff Bezos or, or rich or anything like that. But when that starts happening, you start looking at your time mm. and you're like, man, life's really, really good. Like how long am I going to have to enjoy this? Mm. You know? And then you start looking back at the wasted time. You know, all the time you didn't take advantage or you just hung out like oh, I was going to hang out with my friend. You know what I mean? Like all, all these times like when we could have been really, really doing something. So the one thing I would mess up, I'd love to get to my younger self was like, dude, this time's limited. Take advantage of every minute that you have and make make as many of them productive as you can. You know, and whether that's spending time with family, um, learning, you know, I, I wasn't a great student and, you know, definitely could learn a lot of things, you know, faster and better. And so just, just a lot of things, just like I said, just really take advantage of the time. And that's something that I do a lot now and that, that I really sucked at for the first 30 something years of my life. That's so good. Thanks so much for being here, David, before we close out, let people know how they can connect with you. I know that you hire across the country. Yeah, absolutely. We hire uh, life, licensed life insurance agents or help people get licensed as well. Um, you're virtually from your house, from anywhere in the world, as long as you have a life, life insurance license, have people Costa Rica, Philippines and stuff like that too, which is cool. Uh, you go to my website, www.tpglife.com and you can find me on YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, David Price Official. And uh, I'd love to talk with you. And, and if I can help you in any way, feel free to reach out and we're here to help. Awesome. Thanks again, David. Thank you all so much for listening. We're going to include those links that David mentioned in the show notes for this episode as well, which you can get over at staypaidpodcast.com. If you enjoyed this episode and want to show your support, two ways we ask you to do that. First is head on over to Apple Podcasts, drop us a five-star review along with a comment. And the best way to show your support is to simply share this episode with a friend. If you want to get hold of me or Luke, you can email us at podcast at remindermedia.com. And of course, you can find us on social media. We are at Stay Paid Podcast. For this episode of Stay Paid, I'm Joshua Stike. Guys, I'm Luke Acre. David, thank you so much for coming on. Definitely did not disappoint. Incredible story, man. I just can't believe how much you 
overcame just in that journey. You know, I'm reminded on the when you were saying about enjoying the time, Jesse Itzler, I think is who I saw say this, um, but he talked about, you know, you think of your parents right now and you go, man, if you start thinking about the time you have left with your parents and think about it in summers or think about it in like Christmas holidays or whatever. And I think about my daughter, Evelyn, and I go, man, I have like 16, maybe 17 summers left with her until she goes on her own journey, right? In her own life. And hopefully I have way more. I was going to say. But, but no, they, they leave the house at 18. They go to college. Then they, they I know what I did so with my busy. parents. Yeah. Then I'm, then I have my own life. Yeah. But the point being, I think the action item for everybody out of this podcast is, I mean, you're listening to someone who is a top producer has overcome so much. And the piece of advice is, are you actually living in the moment that you're, you're living in right now? Or are you spending so much of your time thinking about 10 years from now, which, you know, has value but you can't miss out on where you're at today. And remember the difference between top producers and mediocre producers in every single business is top producers take action. So take action on that today. 